Welcome to Oh No, Ross and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, claims of the paranormal, but we take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Blotcher. And we're back in Costa Rica at Rhythmia. Welcome to our beautiful home in Costa Rica. Yeah, it is beautiful. Where it's very warm, no but it's a nice warm. It's like someone giving you a wet hug. That's true. You're always uh, a little damp. But what? it's not like when you go to the American South and you're like, oh, it's humid and hot. Yeah. It's like just a little humid in a nice way. Yeah, it's not Florida. Right. God. Sorry, Floridians. Hi, Florida. So I woke up on Tuesday after having my first experience on ayahuasca. Right. Feeling a little tired. Yeah, and I had just been watching the whole thing, and I was like, I'm not going to these early morning talks. I will go to the future ones, but... Mm -mm. Yeah, guess what I didn't go to? Uh, yoga, morning yoga. Right, solar prana vinyasa yoga. Nope, I'm not getting up at 7 for that. Or Ooh, six, does. 6.40 to get over there. I guess maybe some people like me who aren't taking part in the plant medicine. But you had been up with me until... 2.30? Two, yeah, something three. like that. So I got up and I remember looking at my phone and thinking, okay, well, uh, I'm just going to go catch the tail end of breakfast. I'm not going to try to get in there right away. But when I did, I was sitting next to other people and they were all telling their stories. So that's a fun part of the experience at Rhythmia. So you have other people who have gone through their own very different experiences, though they may follow the same broad patterns, and you can share your revelations, your experience, what happened to you. You get to hear them tell their stories, and they're all fascinating. And I confess I dominated these conversations because so much had happened to me on that tincture. Because the tincture, just it does more. Oh, yeah. It's twice as powerful. <laughs> uh, just kidding. I was asleep while you had breakfast. So I was next to a, a lovely couple. I'm going to call them Matt and Cece. Great. A lovely couple, maybe in their 60s. Okay. Very tall, a muscular guy, has a shaved head, and uh, just the sweetest guy. So we were talking about our experiences, and his wife was uh, Cece, also really nice. So we ate the delicious breakfast, had those. Have we told people about the banana muffins yet? Oh, I don't think we have. The these, famous banana these muffins. These banana muffins are for real. Oh, my gosh. People were taking them and just putting them in bags and taking them back to their room because they were so good. And by people, she means herself. When that happened on the last day, <laughs> but only because people had recommended it to me. Banana muffins. Who's so good? And I was like, I need to get the recipe for these. Yeah. And I had heard whisperings that the chef at Rhythmia was going to come out with a cookbook. So I was like, oh, as soon as she comes out with that cookbook, mm -mm -mm, I'm going to get it because it's got to have these banana muffins in it. She had also recently shaved her head huh. and seemed like a very sweet lady, but I never personally interacted with her. I didn't either, but her name's Meg. Uh, and she has a published cookbook. So I went and bought it on Amazon for much too much money for its size, but that's okay. And it didn't have one of the recipes I wanted so badly, yeah. which was the green yum, yum sauce. sauce. Oh, boy. Oh, what lives up to its name. do with that? Yeah, what's in there? It's delicious. Oh, it was so good. You it put it like on anything, pesto. and that thing tastes better. It's like somewhere between a pesto and a green curry. We put it on chips. We put it on oh, salad. We, on oh, chips is amazing. So good. Yep. So good. Wasn't in the cookbook. 
<sighs> but they did have the, the banana muffin. The banana muffin and what I love, the red tomato soup. Oh, uh, right. You were really into that. Red uh, tomato pepper soup, yeah. That's also Jerry's favorite soup. It uh, says that's probably book. why it was there every single day. Mm-hmm, that's what it said. Like, oh, really? Uh-huh. Like uh, Walt's Chili at Disney. They always serve uh-huh. that there. Yeah. yeah. That's sweet. Walt's at Disney. Yeah, right. Yes, we should clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> then I had to skedaddle off for the 9 a.m. class. So I did go. Got there at 9 a.m. with everybody else. And this was called The Answer Is, is you. you. The yeah. Answer Is Me. No, no. I kept you. reading it in that voice. The oh, Answer okay. Is Me. <laughs> All right. I guess normally this is curriculum from Reverend Michael Beckwith, who is a leader within the yeah, church. Agape Church agape here in LA. Fellowship. So there's like a whole little community between Agape passages and rhythmia they all seem to be a little loosely connected and for anybody who wasn't raised in the church agape just means love mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in greek mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it seems like a lot of agape people come to rhythmia a lot of people at passages go to agape for church etc yeah. so there's a little connection there right so he wasn't there that particular week i guess he just comes like maybe twice a year or something like that i saw him uh one day what he was there mm-hmm. <gasps> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came in during one of Paula's talks, maybe the last day, and she said, and here's the man himself. And then she hugged him, and we were all like, who is this? Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I missed him. Well, you've already introduced us now to Paula. Yes, Paula. She was the instructor in his stead. The answer is me. Paula. Castro. Castro is her name. Teaching the answer is you is her game. And uh, she let us know she's 32. In case we had any questions, uh, beautiful young. <laughs> in case you had any questions about whether she's thirty-two, I guess so. Yeah, beautiful young lady. She is. She also looks very young. When I first saw yeah. that she was teaching, I was. I would have put hate... her in her early mid twenties. Yeah, yeah, me too. I would have guessed like twenty-three, twenty-four. So when I saw she was teaching, I confess at first I was like, "What do you know about life, you young <laughs> whippersnapper?" Because I'm ten years older than that. But <laughs> then I found out she was my age, and I was like, "All right." She snaps fine. just as many whips as yeah. we do. All well, right, maybe a few more. She is a certified coach a great researcher and very committed and tenacious in what she is passionate about. You know how I know that? From reading the back of her book that you ordered? Yep. I bought her book free, which is not free. Very deceptive. It's 20 US dollars. A good way to sell a copy of your book is to meet Carrie Poppy. Because I will buy your book no matter what. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, it's just it seems to be a running theme now. We went to a very you You bought devilish... the cook's book. You bought yeah. Jerry's book. You bought well, Paolo's okay, book. Yeah, if you work at Rhythmia. But we just went to a very devilish event where you bought a very big book and I bought no books. Oh, fair. Fair point. Thank you. Which probably cost as much as those other books put together. Oh, did it? Was it expensive? Yeah, it was was fairly expensive. Well, we'll tell you about that later. So one thing about Paola is that she has a wealth of aphorisms, like just little witty sayings about life and clever restatements and things that rhyme or start with the same letter. But they're all interesting axioms. And delivered well. Yes. She'll say it in a way that makes me like, 
Wow, that's true. Every action does have an equal and opposite reaction. Right. And and Whoa. she's also ready with a ton of demonstrations, stories that fit. You, like the kind of thing you'll hear in a sermon. Like, oh, here's a little story of a, yeah. of a young man. And, you know, that ties into whatever point she's making. So it's all, it's all logically connected. But you'll get these quotes from a variety of sources. So I will lead you through some of these ideas that she presented. But first, let's all take a deep breath. <sighs> That was a regular refrain that she, yeah, that she carries through all of her talks, which I kind of liked. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, and, and actually, it came in handy later because she would every oh, five minutes yeah. to stop. Okay, deep breath in, deep breath <sighs> out. <sighs> Very nice. Great. And then we'd move on. So the book itself, they passed out. It wasn't, I think, the full The Answer Is You, but it was like this kind of workbook thing. Yeah, a little pamphlet bookette. So we all got a copy of that, and uh, we immediately started learning things. Like, for example, a miracle is a shift in perception. <laughs> oh, we did. I already, I disagree. Yeah. Oh, of course not. Of course it's not that. That's a really not useful <laughs> definition of miracle. Though I just invalidated what I said that, you know, most of her axioms were were helpful, um, oh, but most of them are. There sure. we go. We'll revise that. Most? Oh, she likes podcasts. Okay, but I'm still stuck on the first We thing. make a podcast. You're still trying to work out the shift in perception? Yeah. Miracle? That seems like a really like low bar to cross for a miracle. Well, hey, if you want to have a miracle, you got to set the bar low. Yeah. I mean, even like, you know, the guy who jumped out of the airplane with no parachute and was caught by a bird or whatever. I'm like, okay. I oh, mean, yeah. I could explain that without supernatural means, but I'm willing to call that a miracle. Yeah, that is rare enough. Sure. Yeah. Let's put it in the miracle category. But by the way, I made up that story. You don't need to go all <laughs> email me about how there was no bird. Uh, so if when I put my glasses on, is that a miracle? That's a shift in my perspective. Oh, come on. <laughs> that's not what she meant but i'm saying okay no we we all agree that's account. not true okay okay i'm not remembering how all these things connected i just wrote down the most salient uh points that she made so she told a story about a child who asked their parent can you remind me of heaven i'm starting to forget oh now a i'm sure this happened for sure th this didn't life. happen but yeah no, this happened okay maybe it's maybe it happened but that is a heart-tugging story, though. Oh, absolutely. And so succinctly stated. Yeah. She quoted the uh, translator of A Course in Miracles and said, Fear is not in your mind. It's a hallucination. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? So I think it was just that when we experience fears, they're not us, truly. Oh. We also learned that in a storm, the buffalo... They don't run away from the storm. They go toward the storm. Wow. Why? Well, that wasn't explained, and I really wanted to know. Mm -hmm. Thankfully. Or why is this inspiring? What's the idea? Oh, well, she was acknowledging the fact that we all just went through a very difficult experience, uh -huh. which was kind of nice, actually, to look around and see everyone like nod and agree and look bleary-eyed and mm. like everyone else's kind of miserable and fearful of what was going to happen at the next ayahuasca ceremony. Oh, right. And that was sort of encouraging to me. Like, oh, good. I'm fellow traveler with these right. folks. So, uh, yeah, they didn't explain why the buffaloes go toward the storm. But, but is, is the idea you'll like you'll pass through the storm more quickly? Is that or Or, or it's that for? you don't try to run away from it. You, right. you know, the only way out is through. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You embrace it. You accept that with gratitude, that was an important point, mm. what life is trying to Thank communicate you, to you. Yes, and walk right into that tornado. Uh-huh. I was looking this up to see if it was real, 
And the version that I kept reading was they go toward the storm because if you walk away from the storm, it's just going to be kind of chasing you the whole time. If you face it, you can walk through it faster and get to the other side of it. Yeah. Okay. If you're as big as a buffalo and it's a pretty weak storm. That makes sense. If you plot the course of the storm over time and your position in it, if you move toward it and it's moving towards you... Pretty soon it'll pass you. Yeah. If you're big and strong like a buffalo. But if you run, you only die tired. Is this some sort of TV movie thing? You have a real glint in your eye. (laughs) You're like uh, for snipers, you know. Oh, Uh, if you try to run, you only die tired. Anyway, we looked it up to see if this is true about buffalo, and we cannot get a definitive answer, but we did see the most persuasive case about this was that, yeah, they do kind of go towards storms, but it's because there's rain there and there's going to be good grass there. Eventually, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a zoologist and you know about buffaloes, uh, A, whether they actually go towards the storms and B, what the reason is. (laughs) Right. Uh, We're all ears. We also learned that we want to avoid analysis paralysis. (laughs) Okay. She taught us how to breathe with gratitude. Great. So so breathe in the discomfort and breathe out gratitude. Anxiousness is excitement without the breath. Without the breath? Yeah. Anxiousness is excitement without the breath. So if you keep breathing, you can learn to just be excited about what life is giving you instead of being anxious about it. Just remember to breathe. Avoid advice giving at all costs. Oh, okay. Just in general in life or just uh, in this experience with ayahuasca? Her advice was in general. Oh, wow. To avoid advice giving. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Huh. Uh-huh. Said the certified coach. When we experience pain, the natural response is, why me? Let's turn that off. Uh, whenever I see that in movies, I'm like, no one, who would scream why me when they got hurt? But then it seems like Nancy Kerrigan really did when she got hit in the <laughs> knee. She screamed why me and grabbed I, her knee. I think some people do. Yeah. Maybe it's a real thing. Hey, did you know ego can be your amigo? <laughs> It could be your vomit bucket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. We already learned that Miko is our vomit bucket. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life. Yeah, I, I kind of believe that. She's full of these. I can recognize people who have done lots of spiritual work because they arrive at simple answers. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we also learned, and she was quoting Reverend Michael Beckwith here, that the Matrix is real. Oh, no, Paula. I really like Paula. This is too bad. She didn't even qualify that. It was just the Matrix is real. She didn't explain what aspect of the Matrix (laughs) is real, how that works out in our lives. Uh Just the Matrix is real. Oh, no, Paula. I really like you. I didn't go to this talk, and I went to like two or three of her other talks, and I really loved her. Oh, she didn't steer a foul, but now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still like her. It's just (laughs) a bummer. The, The honeymoon is over. Okay, emotions are your GPS. If you can feel a lot, you can heal a lot. Oh, all right, all right, girl. Yeah, yeah. The ego attributes are critical, persona protector, uh huh, hider, uh huh, okay, better than. I, she was farming this out to the audience as well. So okay, she, she was writing things on the whiteboard at this point. The ego focuses on better than mm-hmm. uh, comparisons with others. True. Someone yelled out, "Edging God out." Oh. Yeah, a little callback to Tony Robbins there. And uh, Paola kind of stopped and said, after she wrote it on the board, she said, now 
understand, you know, for everyone, God has different meanings. This could be a loaded term. So she was wanting to manage that mm-hmm. in advance. So she did a very nice job of trying to make this inclusive for people who don't really use the word God, which is cool. Also, the ego is all about survival and separation, has a negativity bias. But it can be your amigo. Yes. And she was bringing in lots of things that we hear about in science talks, which is interesting. So uh, all kinds of advice coming in from Paula. So, for example, she was mentioning that, you know, there's no harm in ignoring a rainbow if you're a monkey, you know, back in our ancestors' days, or a common ancestor with a monkey, more accurately. But there is harm in ignoring a jaguar. So essentially, she was telling us about the distinction of a type 1, type 2 error, which is right. So she's making the point that we are primed to see all stimuli as potential threats. Right. Because it's a far better strategy to kind of treat everything seriously mm-hmm. for the times that it is actually the and jaguar. And to selectively look for potential threats. Right. And That's to see, how you end up with an anxiety disorder. And to see patterns. Right, right. But uh, that was part of our survival. And, yeah. And so she said that we should remember to Say thank you, ancestors, for doing all that surviving. Oh, yeah, thank that's, you, That's ancestors. why we're here. But she was making the point, all of those worries that we have, they got us here, but we don't have to let them rule our lives now. This feels like a bunch of disjointed wisdom. Was there an overall message to this talk, or was it just sort of... She was working her way through the curriculum. One idea did definitely flow into the next one, and there were more Mm -hmm. stories and everything, but these are the most quotable takeaways. She talked about how we have like these three layers of brain still. We have the reptilian brain, classically the amygdala, our monkey brain that does so much chattering at this conference. A number of people would reference the monkey brain as just Mm -hmm. our inability to quiet our minds. Which is ironic because we will meet a couple anti-evolutionists. Right. And then the uh, human brain, human mind on top of all that. So we have these different layers of mind that she was using as as a metaphor. I wrote John Gray here, so maybe she was quoting him. The uh, Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Author, right. And he, he was is- was going to come next week. He's associated with them. Yeah. So yeah. he's come to Rhythmia and spoken there. He was the next week's speaker when we were there. So if you go, you might run into John Gray. He now does a talk called Beyond Mars and Venus. He broke up with his wife with whom he wrote, Men are from Mars, Women are from Venus, Womp Womp. That's interesting because Mars is away from the sun and Mm -hmm. Venus is towards the sun. So I guess beyond them is just far away. Mm, Yeah. You'll find Mercury and and the asteroid belt. Uh, Or maybe beyond them is Earth. Whoa, very good, Carrie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm impressed. Uh, She spoke about Einstein's relativity of time, but the way she explained it was saying that if you touch a hot stove for one minute, it feels like an eternity. But if you kiss a loved one the same minute, it feels like an instant. Mm -hmm. That is not a good summation of relativity. That's just the word relative as we use it colloquially. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like she might be a little bit of a you-had-to-be-there person. Okay, yeah. A lot is in the delivery. For sure. It's a wonderful delivery. I mean, I will say, often when you can say that about something, it means you don't have a lot of meat to what you're delivering. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm sure it was beautiful and wonderful, and I'm sure it's all true. So, uh, yeah, she warned us about the rat race of work and our addiction to technology, and we all nervously tittered at that and checked our phones. Hmm. And uh, she said, even if you win, you're still a rat in the rat race. Oh, right. Very good. Very good. 
Don't confuse spirituality with personal development. Thought that was an interesting oh, statement. Huh, okay. Yeah, because I, I kind of did see them as synonymous. I guess I see personal development as potentially secular and spirituality as distinctly unsecular. Oh, okay. But yeah, significant overlap for sure. Right. I'm seeing like a Venn diagram where the two circles are almost the same circle, but they've each got a little sliver on either side. It seems like if you're trying to attain spiritual development, it's as a goal to be a better person. Sure. A lot of the duties are going to be overlap. She encouraged us all to have boundaries and know when to say no and have self-care and self-respect and self-love and self-worth. So that's all good. Then she talked about our attention and she showed the famous footage. Oh, the gorilla experiment? Yeah. Here's the thing. It's a bunch of people passing a ball and then someone asks you, count how many times the ball is passed. And while you're watching them pass the ball, someone in a gorilla suit passes in front of the camera beats his or her chest, and then leaves frame. Right. And if you're actually counting the ball passes, you probably won't notice the gorilla because of our selective attention. In this particular one, it was a moonwalking bear that you were missing. But, oh, that's but yet, cute. you're focused on the people in the white shirts passing the ball back and forth, and so you count 13, 14, however many it is, and you totally miss the moonwalking bear in the black suit. Can you believe your brain did that to you? Can you believe it? I can. Oh, this was interesting. You... Don't have the right to believe anything until you question it. I don't know about that. Uh, well, now you have the right to believe it. Okay, I believe it. <laughs> when you became an observer of the program, you are no longer the program. Carrie's giving huh. me a long blank stare as she lets this to sink think in. Think of what that means. If you become an observer of the program, it doesn't you... rule you anymore because you're aware of it. Boy, okay. Sorry, yeah, how do we I define this program? But okay. <laughs> She made a generalization about women. You want to learn what you women are good at? Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. You're good at remembering details, but you have a hard time thinking of something that you love about yourselves. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Okay. Carrie, tell me something that you love about yourself. Oh, I think I'm very smart. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, she was telling stories about you know some lady who was... Very good at recalling all these things, but she asked her at one point, what's something you love about yourself? And, you know, she was too uh, nervous to say any positive yeah, yeah. traits. I mean, also being put on the spot with a dramatic question can also just make your brain fry. Sure. There's a really funny Billy on the street video where he runs up to people saying, name one woman, any woman. And it just makes everyone go, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love it. Any woman. I'm like, no one can do it. Gertrude <laughs> Stein, I don't know. I think finally someone said Hillary Clinton and he was like okay video over <laughs> that's hilarious I love it she said that with her first ayahuasca trip she only had one cup like me oh, okay okay Paula and I have that in common I wrote my own quote here there is no shame in shaman oh wait I, I, I thought it was clever I'd the, write it down your, your own quote you mean you came up with it yes oh Oh, very impressive. Thank you. <laughs> there is a sham in shaman. Oh. oh, oh. Mm -hmm. hmm. Mm, hmm. He's a sham man. Hmm. Maybe. Is he? Is he a sham man? That's a better headline because <laughs> you avoid the libel. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> There's no sham in shaman. No, wait. Oh, then she gets into the four stages of spiritual development. She writes these out oh, on the board okay. here. Okay. So first comes the victim consciousness where you and, see yourself as a victim and this got really confusing because then she would write like a, a little phrase so she wrote to me so i guess somehow the 
point oh, of attention. Oh, everything is happening to me. Right. Yeah, I'm yeah. not in control of my own destiny. And so then she crossed out blame and shame. And she says that we need to move on from that to compassion and forgiveness. Okay, so that's where you start. Then you move to number two, the manifest consciousness. And that is to it. You find an object, mm, I guess. Okay. And so then you get rid of control and a false sense of power, and you move towards surrender. Okay. I'm realizing now, I was learning a lot from this that I was going to apply towards my next ayahuasca trip. Number three, then you move towards the channel consciousness, and that is through me. So you're allowing... Uh, the divine to work through you. Right. So that's when you cross out ego and sense separation, and you start moving toward pure being meditation. Okay. All right. But there's a fourth one. Oh. That's a being consciousness, and that's as me. Whoa. Whoa. So that's when you cross out the separate self, and you move toward limitless awareness. Ah. You're like one with the universe. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. But this isn't about personal betterment. Mm. Just wanted to make that clear. Sounds pretty spiritual. So that was most of it. There was a little exercise where we were paired up with people to talk about what we need to let go of. So Matt and I were sitting next to each other. We talked about what we need to let go of. Um, fart. That's not what he said. Could have been. Oh, yeah. We were also reminded. I've heard this one before, and I kind of like this. Uh, that's a fart. Thank you. I was slow on the, uh, the sound box. Go on. Sure. Another nice little piece of wisdom was that when a kid is learning how to walk, we never criticize them when we fall down and be like, stupid. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> you don't even know how to walk. You're never going to walk because we know they're going to figure it out. Right. They're going to get there. Right. You just need yeah. to be patient and help them and encourage them. And so she was saying, you know, do that with yourself. When you see yourself struggling or failing, don't be like, you can't do this. Just be like, oh, you're going to walk eventually. Right. This is part of the process. I like that. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, I like that too. So she had wrapped up at that point. So she invited up another guy who's going to be our next presenter to speak. And we're going to call him Abram. Okay. And uh, he was going to talk about hemolucent. Hemolucent. So we got flyers for hemolucent. In parentheses, optimize your health. You've got a flyer right there. Hemolucent is a non-invasive, laser-guided blood enhancement technology that provides unprecedented anti-aging benefits inside and out. Attend the Hemolucent discussion to learn more and visit our website at hemolucent, H-E-M-A-L-U-C-E-N-T dot com. This is one I kept getting jumbled in my mind. I had a hard time remembering hemolucent. Uh-huh. Because it just doesn't really bring anything to, to mind. The blood light? Yeah, blood Hemo and light. He light blood. Light. Okay. Actually, I guess that's kind of appropriate given what it is. Yeah. So he offered the closing prayer. And it was really weird because it was kind of this semi-secular prayer. Uh, he was very bubbly, had a lot of, I would almost say like a put-on energy. At least oh, uh -huh. in my groggy state, I was a little annoyed by... What felt like an insincere chipperness. I would meet this guy later, and I I feel like he has a pretty standard salesperson kind of personality. Yeah, and yet yeah. he was definitely 
On. On, exactly. Like, okay, we're about to launch into this and so excited. Okay, we're going to say- I'm paid on commission. Yeah, we're going (laughs) to- Right, exactly. And he's saying a prayer and he said, all things work together for good at least four times. The nice little Romans 8.28 reference there. Okay, that's interesting. And I think he has the agape connection there. But at the same time, he was saying something that to me sounded like Hachimama. I was like, he can't be saying that. What's he saying? I will figure out much later that he's probably saying Pachamama, which is an indigenous spirit Uh, revered in South America. Makes more sense. And kind of connected to these ayahuasca ceremonies. But I did spend a lot of time wondering, what is all this Hachimama stuff? He keeps saying Hachimama in the middle of his prayer. (laughs) And so he made a very brief introduction to stem cell therapy. So we've run into stem cell therapy in alt-med practitioners before in Tijuana. Mm, yes, that's right. He also mentioned that he's been inspired by The Secret to Live in Gratitude. That okay. Oh boy. The Secret. I think right. we've all heard of The Secret, but just in case it's like a law of attraction thing. You yeah. want a hanger and a hanger comes to you. That's always the example I think of because <laughs> a, a girl who is yeah, because someone I knew who was into the law of attraction gave me that example. Well, I wanted a hanger and I didn't want to pay for it. And I saw one on the sidewalk and then I picked it up and took it home. And of course, the quick answer to the secret is always people in third world countries who pray all the time and don't get all the things that they want. Like they don't want food enough. People in the That's first correct. world. Yeah. 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 They don't want to not have like worms infested in their feet. They don't want that enough. There's a documentary. There's a book. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more to say about the secret. Anyways, he gives us all like just a few minutes before he gets started. Like, oh, I'll get some water, stretch. And I'm so tired at this point. I bet. Yeah. I couldn't believe you had gotten up that early. <laughs> so I get I get out there and I see there's like one lone hammock. So there's oh, one uh, area that has a bunch of hammocks. But oh, along that nice walkway, hammocks. yeah, there's one hammock there. And I was like, I love hammocks. I know the one you mean. It's my thing. So I went and I laid out in the hammock. I was like, yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> and I think I texted you or something from the hammock. I think you did too. Then I was just uh, chillaxing there. And I think it was about 10 minutes. And then I was like, oh, I should really go back to this talk and hear about hemolucin. <laughs> so I drug myself out of the hammock, walked over. So I came in late because he was already going. But I think the first line I heard him say is, I'm no scientist, but... Mm-hmm. And he was drawing a little diagram of these two waves. And they were positioned such that they would cancel each other out, but they were on oh, top right. of each other. Mm-hmm. But then in the middle of them was a line. And so he talked about how they had developed these lasers or this laser that developed the quantum still point between the laser. Yeah. So we've already used the word quantum. Mm -hmm. And so he's pointing this little line between the two other waves. And that's his quantum still point. Then he referenced equals MC squared. And he made a really bizarre application of it. And so I wrote my notes, fast-talking bullshit artist, slow down. Because he was saying things so quickly, I couldn't even write them down. I was like, oh, that sounded interesting. I want to write that down. And then I couldn't because he was on to the next thing. Yeah, which is always kind of a red flag, too. It was like blinding with pseudoscience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can talk fast and be talking about legitimate science. But when someone intentionally does that, it's just a quick way to make you jump from one thought to the other without being able to process anything. Right, right. And like in one breath, he would have two of these concepts and they jump right into the next one. And then he even said, this is really scientific, isn't it? And he <laughs> he laughs at his own joke there and everybody else laughs. And I was like, oh, come on. Oh, it was a joke? Yeah. 
Like, see, this is all really scientific because he's saying, oh, I'm not a scientist. I don't fully understand all this stuff. But then he's throwing out quantum still points and E equals MC mm, squared. And he's okay. like, this is all really scientific, isn't it? Hey, if you if you care about science, uh, just a smidgen, that's enough for you. So you mentioned how they're really proud of this technology that they've developed. So it activates the stem cells. Okay. So what we do is we extract the blood mm-hmm. from your your arm we get like five vials of it i think it was a certain number of vials and then we extract stem cells from your blood said we have our own stem cell biologist i later realized that that was our young our doctor doctor yeah he is their stem cell biologist and then we have a, a quantum laser that's calibrated so so this took me a long time to figure out the order of this but essentially what they do with hemolucent this is their claim they take out the blood, put it in a centrifuge, pull out the stem cells. Okay. They give them a certain amount of time to duplicate to like 10 billion. They want to get a certain number mm-hmm. uh, or thereabouts. But I guess if they wait too long, then they go bad or something. There's a reason why they have to, you know, like within 15 minutes, I think it is, get it back into your body. Mm-hmm. But while they're letting it duplicate, they are shining this special laser at it mm. to align the stem cells. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I know you look suspicious here, but they are aligned, Carrie. Mm-hmm. They line up, and there's an illustration on the slide that he's showing us in his PowerPoint presentation of a bunch of globular things in a row. Wait, so, a drawing? or? Yeah, it's an illustration. Okay. And then you set your intention at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah, so... I, the patient? They work with you. The scientist also sets the intention. I don't know. Intention is put into these cells, and they're aligned. Then... Whoa, that was a big step. (laughs) Yeah, right? Uh, And this was all faster than I could write it. This Uh, is so crazy. My healing intention? I I had to have him go back to the slide later, because he'd already moved on like five slides. I was like, wait, 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 can you show the process again? Mm -hmm. And he started to go back to it, and I lifted up my phone to take a picture, because I'd been taking pictures like in Jerry's presentation. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to ask you not to take any pictures. Just because, you know, uh, just with approvals, with FDA, we don't want uh, anyone thinking that we're making any particular claims. We have to be very careful mm, about big that. Big red flag. Yeah. I'm not even going to call that one a pink flag. But you can describe this to others. So I'm going to make a bunch of claims. But don't worry, they're not claims. Also, don't tie me to them by taking a picture of them because then people will know there are claims and you're going to go back to somewhere that claims matter. That reminds me of Scientology. Oh, here's all these claims. But look, we do say in the preface, we're not making any claims Mm -hmm. that you can hold us to. Yeah. So then they inject it back in your body and then they use lasers to get the stem cells to stop where they're supposed to. Okay. Whatever the target area is. And then they latch on, and uh, and this then is the part that makes the most sense. There is a certain light therapy you can do for like tumors and things that are right under the skin, where you do yeah. direct the treatment with the light. It's a very narrow range under the skin. It has to be like right under your skin. So that part, I'm like, oh, okay, almost okay. The rest of it, intention, what? Oh, oh, they capture the uh, intention with a quantum light recording device. <sighs> Which just to what? me sounds like the battery that stores prayers 
yes, with the Ethereum society. society. Totally. I'm sure, it all works. Oh my gosh! For so an just e-meter. throw that in the middle of there, like, uh, yep. you know, look away. We're just saying this crazy thing now. Yeah, he said, "I can't make any claims. We are not FDA approved. That would jack up the price, and we want to give you the oh, best deal possible." Fuck off. That's yeah. terrible. Oh, yeah. So then, of course, someone asks, oh, how much does this cost? So a one and a half to two hour treatment will be a mere $8,800. Jesus, fuck. Oh, oh I was so mad. And you said, but others charge like $30,000. In the States, you're going to pay $40,000. So this is a great deal. You want to take advantage of this while you're here before you go back. Mm. You know, the quick sale. I want to know, too, who's doing it in the U.S.? Like, do they have competitors? I think we asked him later, and he said that they're trying to see if they can open up a hemolucent in the U.S., or they're Mm, working on that. And that's where it'll be $40,000? They're supposed contemporaneous competitors. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, this could also be where you walk into the store, and they're like, hey, look at this $8,000 purse. Oh, but if you're on more of a budget, this purse is only eight hundred dollars. Oh, right, right. Or that. And like, whoa, eight hundred! What a steal! Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness, it looks no, almost totally. exactly the same. I'm gonna get this one. Right. And next thing you know, you bought an eight hundred dollar purse. The time I've seen that used the most effectively was a street magician, and he was real good. And he had like twenty or thirty people watching his show. And when it was over, he said. Now, I understand, you know, a lot of people try to give me about 20 bucks, but I understand that that's a ton. I don't want to ask you guys for that. So if you've even got a 10, that's awesome. I don't want you to feel bad about that. If you've even got a five, that's great. And people immediately were like, $10, $5, $20. Oh, brilliant. It's really smart. Yeah, for a street performer, that that's super smart. And oh boy, were there lots of testimonials. Oh, a testimonial. Testimonial. Testimonials are great. They are the only way to know if something works. Indeed. So you sharing stories about people's mental clarity improving, eyesight improving. Uh, he got his own treatment where before, I can't remember if he had a throbbing in his head before and it got rid of it or he got it after and that was <laughs> a good thing. Or gave it to him. Yeah, but anyways, afterwards he was having lucid dreams. He was doing more reps when he went to the gym. Oh. <laughs> He okay. hasn't been getting sick as much. Okay, great, great. We, we do ask him later, and sure enough, he got a free treatment, mm-hmm. of course, because he's representing them. And because it doesn't seem like they do too terribly much. But uh, maybe this is very effective. Who knows? Uh, another red flag. Someone asked, like, oh, well, is there any possibility that this could harm you, mm-hmm. that things could Good go question. wrong? Yeah, I wanted to hug the lady who asked that, and he said... No, well, uh, that's the one thing I can claim. There is no harm. Great. Yes, that means it doesn't do anything. Right. So aspirin kills people, right? Yes. There are potential harms to anything that works. If it does anything, then it has the potential to harm. And if that's your one claim, then it does nothing. Which, by the way, is why when people use these scare lists of potential side effects, Mm -hmm. be skeptical of them. Yes. Sometimes they'll just make a master list of every possible side effect with no reference to what percentage of people actually get this thing. Right. So it's like antidepressants can cause suicidal ideation. True mm-hmm. and bad and should be watched out for. But that doesn't mean you take Prozac, you're definitely going to be suicidal. Right. And they're practicing responsible medicine, which means that anything that has even shown up as right. a result for people who have been on trials, they mm-hmm. have to report. And when they report it, usually they'll put whether it was rare, whether it was common. But on these stupid lists you find on the internet, they never tell you that it's rare. Someone else raised their hand and asked, what frequency 
see is the laser. And he said, well, I can't tell you that because mm, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was his first joking response. He said, but also it is proprietary. Mm-hmm. What I can tell you, though, is that it is a single frequency and it's not oscillating. Oh. So it doesn't switch between frequencies. It's a single frequency. And he used the phrase double wave. Okay. Yep. Very good. Yep, yep. I wonder if it's just one of those lasers you use to play with your cat. That would be great. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Just like someone with a pen laser. And by great, I mean not worth $8,800. Mm-hmm. And he even says that their four Ps that drive their business are profit. Oh, People, okay, planet, okay, purpose. Profit was first, yeah. They led with profit. Wow, and I'm not sure how they're helping the planet, except that I guess they're just making everyone's life so much better. Yeah, I'm stuck on the profit thing with an F, right? Not the PH, yeah, right. Okay, (laughs) wow, yeah, putting it right out there. I mean, I guess I appreciate that. There are so many red flags. There are many, they are large, and they are red. Yeah. They Ugh. didn't even wash them with the white ones and get a pink flag in this one. Ugh. Driving me crazy. Who even admits that out loud? Like one person asked about payments, and he said that we do have installment plans. You can also do wire transfers or use your credit card. Great. You know, the reason we charge what we do is because we spent millions promoting this and bringing it to market. Mm. Even though they said that they... Avoided all the FDA tests because it was way too expensive to go through that trouble. So what is this actually for? What does it treat? Aha. Well, he can't make any claims per se, Mm. but there were just many stories about people's knees uh, being bum knees, but then they got this and now their knees are great. Or just a general body rejuvenation. That's what Mm. he did Mm -hmm. uh, that you can do that just kind of youthens your whole body. Because it's anti-aging. Yes. Oh, yeah. This was an interesting aside. It sounds like it is the treatment for anything and all things. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's implied in there. We'll get into this a little more in just a second. This was an interesting aside. He said that ayahuasca increases the number of new cells in your body Mm -hmm. and reverses chemical triggering in your brains. All right. And yet there's no contraindication with ayahuasca to get hemolucent. But he Mm -hmm. said, this is a great time to use hemolucent when you're on ayahuasca, not not in the moment when you're on ayahuasca, but when you've been doing it and you're generating all these new cells. Oh, you're generating them. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, and these new cells, both in our stem cells and the ones generated by ayahuasca, they have no memory of bad stuff. Well, that's true about stem cells. (laughs) Indeed. So it's yeah, right. None yeah. of them have any yeah, memory. Exactly. Unless you're all on Hubbard. But I think we mean the stem cells. Like right. they haven't been programmed yet about where they should go and what they should do. But it's also very much calling the logic of homeopathy and the Dr. Emoto experiments, you know, that somehow you know, water has a memory, your cells have a memory. Right, right. So at this point, he'd run out of time and he said, oh, well, you can stick around if you want to come and visit our office okay, and ask any more questions or maybe sign up. Because Hemolucent is on the grounds of Rhythmia. Rhythmia, that's where they're headquartered. So if you want to go and get Hemolucent, the best thing to do is to come stay at Rhythmia. What a cool coincidence. 
And if you want to get Hemolucent, you need to listen to our show more. And also, Hemolucent is owned by the people who made the Thrive documentary. Which they gave us copies of. we got a copy of. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of the new Zitgeist type movie where it's like, Mm. we can fix everything on the planet. You know, everybody doesn't spend enough time in the forest. Okay. (laughs) I haven't watched it yet. I haven't either. Okay. (laughs) But I watched a trailer and that's the impression I got. we We should do a movie night. Okay. Watch that. It's fun because there are many things that you and I watch that we are the only people who are actually interested in seeing it Mm -hmm. that we know. I think Drew would watch it. That's true. Drew is a good soul about such things. So I stuck around to follow him to his office and ask more questions. I don't know if my tiredness- Abram, not Drew. Correct. And I don't know if my tiredness was wearing off or at least like, oh, now we've got something here. Mm -hmm. I I was was more excited. So we went- I want to hear about that. I really do. Yeah. But at the same time, okay. I'm like, you know what would be just as good, if not better, than Hemolucent? Mm, I'm probably, jeez, oh, there's so many things. Mm. Uh, I want something really good. Oh, really? Really good. Really good. Well, if you're looking for like the maximum mm-hmm. when it comes good. to good or even fun. Fun, good times. I would recommend a podcast like, well, this one. In a world. Dominated by Dude Bro Movie Podcasts. A world where Casey Affleck has an Oscar and Angela Bassett does not. Only one podcast is brave enough to call bullshit. Who shot ya? With Ricky Carmona. A lot of people don't know Porks, Puerto Rican. Alonzo Duralde. I would eat Oakjaw. <gasps> April Wolf. I want to interrupt and say yes. that the fish man was real sexy. Drea Clark. I have a real soft spot for King Kong. And women of color. I was like, damn! Right, Kugel got final cut. Kugel got final cut! I just felt like the film was so sour and so completely irrelevant to basically anything in life. Who shot ya? Listen every Friday on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, that was nice. I mean, that's the good stuff. I know. I feel good about asking you. Now I feel like I'm the one who discovered it. Well, let's get back to the hemolucent story. So we walk next door. We just walk down the path a little bit and turn right. And we are now at the little hemolucent building. So it's a tiny little building set back from the path. And I walked in with, I think, like three or four other people. And I was really encouraged to see so many other people just leave. So on the front of the building, there is the hemolucent logo. Yeah, over to the right. And what is it? It's like a lily pad. I think it's a lotus flower. Oh, that makes sense. the top of it is uh, coming into a heart that's also kind of a butterfly. Okay, yeah. And then on the other side, it's got the Thrive logo. It says Thrive Health Access. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what they say on this here card, too. And it, it looks like their logo is kind of, uh, I think it looks, at least from what I'm seeing on the building, it looks like uh, the edge of a planet with the sun coming up. I think it's a, a few visual elements that can be interpreted in multiple ways. Mm. So that is one way. Okay. Another is that the eye just has a funny dot on top that is the sun coming over the planet. The V is kind of a radical symbol, like in math. Oh, yeah. Okay. See that? So we get inside this little office, and uh, right away I notice he's got like a white lab coat hanging from the chair. Okay. So, science. Easy, quick way to get authority. Right. He mentioned- or maybe he needs it. 
there's a crystal on the table, a big honking crystal. Oh, like a Himalayan salt candle type uh, crystal? It's more of a clear one, but it's, oh, okay. you know, like it's got girth to it. Uh-huh. It's like, uh, I would say maybe a two and a half inch diameter. Okay. Okay. What color are we talking? Rose quartz? Or? Oh, this one is a like a white clear oh, crystal. Okay. So if I recall, maybe a clear quartz. Uh, there's a Peligro bin. It's like it got the bioinfection ah, okay. symbol Simple. on it. Mm-hmm. He takes a seat behind his desk, and one of the guys there is already asking him about arthritis if it can help with that. He goes right into a testimonial saying, oh, yeah, we've had lots of people with arthritis and they felt so much better afterward. And uh, so then the guy who asked the question says, oh, this is just amazing science. Oh, man. Abram mentions that our laser is the holy grail. That's really what brings us all together is this laser that we've developed. He also mentions that we have a lot of professional athletes who come here. Oh, like who? To get this treatment. Didn't give their names. Yeah. But uh, yet they come there and get lots of treatments. You'd think, though, if they got even one, you'd pay them to be like a sponsor model. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, or give them free treatments in Mm -hmm. exchange for advertising. I guess that hasn't been worked out just yet. Mm -hmm. But also, even if true... There have been many famous athletes, even at the sure. Olympic levels, who have done all kinds of right. where, crazy things. Where like uh, mag- magnetic and copper bracelets. Yeah, the tape. Balance bands. Yeah. Does that tape stuff not work? Yeah, it doesn't. You can use tape to legitimately give support to things, but there was this whole trend for a while where they would just put this tape along their abdomens and other oh, places I that see. wasn't doing anything. Because I remember being told that it could help with my shoulder pain, like because you relieve tension by like pulling oh. the two parts together. Yeah, you can actually okay. use tape to. Yeah. I've had that before on my shoulder. I was just going to throw all my tape away. <laughs> One woman asked about PTSD. Oh, boy. And uh, so he says that we could focus on the endocrine system. Anyways, uh, yeah, more, more testimonials. Oh, gosh. So I asked about cancer, of course, because uh-huh, that's sure. what we do. And he said, well, we don't treat cancer. Okay. But. I'm with you. So- oh, no. Not but. but. Not but. There have been people who didn't tell us they had cancer. And, okay. and we we treated them for other things. And they told us that their cancer went into remission. Oh, cool. Not making any claims. Not making any claims. But give us your money. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Yeah, he said that. Now in remission. Yeah, that's so irresponsible. Yep. I mean, even if accurate, people go into spontaneous remission all the time. Yep. Yeah, so to just put that to someone like, well, you and I both know what that means. It's just, you're just hoping that your new client is ignorant. Of course. And uh, anecdotes about diabetes also being treated with this. So he takes our names down. He's asking us who we are, wants to follow up with us later. And while he's getting other people's names, I step out for a second because he mentions that we have our lab just here in the back. So I want to go, oh, I want to see this lab. So I step outside the door for a second. There's a little walkway with rails going even farther back from the main pathway that we came from. And I see this tiny little building where, uh, think of it as a square all Mm -hmm. around. So all the four walls are equal sized. And picture a normal door on one side of this. Okay. The total width of the building is maybe three lengths of the door. So you've got oh, wow. the door and then a door width on one side and a door width on the other. Right. And then you complete the cube, but it's a tall cube. Wow. And it's got an overhang, but it's like the smallest building imaginable. And there's like a window on the side. And that is their lab. Wow. Okay. 
Yeah. Is that where you get treatment or where they do research? I'm, I think it's where they do research. Mm. I think they have a little partition in this main building that we're in where they do the actual treatments. That's totally speculation on my part. I'm not sure. Anyway, so then as he's taking down our names, he wants to know who I am. And he's like, oh, you're taking lots of notes here. I don't like this. I don't like you uh, making a record of the things I say. Are you a, are you a writer or something? Say, oh, I, I just take very thorough notes. He's like, I see that. Do, do you think that maybe you have something that uh, you would want treated? No. No, not really. <laughs> just <laughs> what very, about your disbelief in me? Just very curious in, in learning more about this. Another woman there asks if it has any negative side effects. So he once again says, oh, that's the one claim I can make. No harm. I was asking about like any case studies or research papers. And I think someone else in the room was too. So we were like trying to get a little bit of data. And you said, oh, let me get your emails. I'll send those to you. Mm. Uh, it is now two weeks later mm-hmm. and, and change and uh, haven't gotten those studies. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, weird. And, and then another woman asked a great question again, like high five. She said, so what stops the cells from growing where you don't want them? Yeah. And like uh, latching onto the cancer and making more cancer cells. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he said, oh, well, cells communicate with the cells around them and they have no memory. Uh, yeah. Because that's not an answer. I'm getting flashbacks to Tijuana when we went to, I think it was called Angeles Medical Center. Oh, it was right. The most scientific one. Hospital Angeles. Okay, yeah. And they were the most scientific. And the guy giving the talk, the doctor, he said, I'm pretty skeptical of stem cell therapy because of this reason, because stem cells can because do of anything. Because hemolucent. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, right. No, because, yeah, stem cells aren't programmed. And, you know, everyone's treating this like a great thing. But that also means they- They are pluripotent. They could become, yeah, any kind of any cell. Any freaking thing they want. Right. So you just let them loose in the body. Yeah. And- uh, Kind of risky. Yeah. Potentially risky. Oh, I did- tell him that I'm a podcaster. That's right, because we're here All to right. do a podcast. And he said, okay, well, I want you to be very clear that- There are no claims. We're not making any claims. So let's just make that very clear here. Abram's not making any claims. He's not any making claims. any claims, but a lot of people have gone there with various things like cancer and gone into remission, but no claims. Amazing. Yeah, Matt was sticking around to talk to him, and I was so sad. I want to be like, Matt, don't do it. Oh, yeah. Stay away from him. Well, we met a woman who was there with her husband who was getting hemolucent. Oh, right. Yeah, and he was in stage four colon cancer, oh. and they moved there in order to have access to hemolucent. Oh, she is wonderful, too. I, yeah. I never interacted with him. but Yeah, I don't think I did either. It but sounds like he's probably relatively sick. She became a good friend of ours and very interested in our podcast. Yeah. We'll call her... Rhiannon. And uh, she will definitely come back into the story later. But yeah, we we hung out with her a few times at meals, and uh, she was delightful. Yeah, she was really nice, and she was really into the show, and she kept giving us suggestions for things we could investigate. Yeah, yeah, she was really excited to like listen to it as soon as she could. Yeah, I, I should say she was really into the concept of the show. Right. <laughs> so that was it for that particular meeting. Then it was time to go get some lunch because okay. it was late. Okay, and I was oh, just getting up. <laughs> uh, so I have no idea this whole hemolucent thing went down and I saunter over to lunch. Carrie, you'll never believe it. What, Ross? I've got to tell you about hemolucent. I'll take six. 
And that was it. I took her over to Abram. And I paid $48,000. Yep. Got all her treatments. Oh, just look good. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, that's not what happened. We went to lunch. And before you got there, I walked up. I to walked the... up. Very good. Okay. I walked up to the buffet. And there were a woman and a man standing there. They were engaged in like really intense conversation. And the woman said, well, and you know, then Hitler invented fluoride, which they use for mind control. Oh. And the guy responded, oh, you've got to see the movie Thrive. And they were just so on the same wavelength. And he was just acting like, yeah, that's information we all have. Hitler invented fluoride. Uh, so now, was this a single wavelength or was it uh, like no, hopping frequencies? This was actually was oscillating. Oh, Weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. So apparently this is a common myth. Had you heard this before? No. Yeah, this is like a common... Um, it surprises me not, but yeah, yeah, I haven't heard this. So I've heard, of course, that fluoride is a mind control drug. Definitely heard that one. My crazy cousin, among the many things she believes, she also thinks that fluoride is a clear and present danger. And I'm surprised right. I haven't heard her make the connection to Hitler. Okay, so I hadn't either. I knew people say it's used for mind control, but... In particular, apparently, people think Hitler put it in the water for the Jews so they would... Have sparkling white teeth? Right, you'd think, but no, so that they would be more pliable, I guess. Okay. But it's been completely debunked by Holocaust historians. It, yeah. Uh, he Let's didn't nip even, that one and right in the bud. He didn't even put it in the water, you know, for the staff there or anything like that. There's no evidence of them even floridizing the Floridating. water. Floridating. That's it. Floridating the water. Amazing. Yeah. And by the way, no one invented fluoride. It's a mineral from yeah, rocks. Right, right. There's two problems with this statement. First of all, yeah, you don't invent... A mineral. A common mineral. You, you can discover, discover it. it. And I mean- You can and, maybe even be actually, the founder and discover it. We already knew about fluorides in water. We just didn't know that they helped teeth. And right. then a couple American dentists were like, huh, you know, Phil- Look at these people from these different regions. Right. It was like two dentists from different regions who were kind of like, this was- you Comparing know, notes. This was in the early- 20th century when you know we were just starting to figure out the whole medical model but these two guys were like hey people over here like their teeth are rotting and people over here they aren't hey let's look at the water supply and they did and then they were like "Ooh, high fluoride seem to help this not happen oh what if we just shave some shit off of some rocks and we put it in people's goddamn mouths and that's why you and i are sitting here today with wonderful teeth yeah exactly yeah, it's just like we add iodine to salt because people need that, and mm -hmm. uh, it's a good place to put it. Just so you know, the first proper study was by the NIH in 1931 on fluoride. I looked it up just nice. to see. Nice. <sighs> oh, they beat Hitler to the punch. Yes. Anyway. He was alive. He just hadn't risen to uh, right. chancellorship just yet. And had a chance to invent fluoride. <laughs> Goodness. So... so I'm at lunch. I get a good, delicious meal of broccoli soup, coffee, potatoes, half a piece of bread, cabbage, and squash. Ooh. And I see my good friend Ross, and uh, we went and sat together, and it turned out we would sit next to Abram. So we're having lunch together, and then- Wait a minute. Okay, this is exciting. You got something interesting? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think this is almost as good. Okay. Did you know- that Ono, Ross, and Gary is paid for in part by one of our beautiful sponsors. Which one? Cat. 
Casper. Casper. Now, I know what you're thinking. I've heard of this company because it's all the buzz on social media, on the news, on the daily paper. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about Casper, right. the sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. And they're also known for offering affordable prices because they cut out the middleman and sell directly to the consumer. Exactly. I got one of these mattresses delivered to my home here. Where we are recording. Yes. And uh, it was beautiful. It came Came in that door over there. Yep. You're pointing at the door. and I'm showing you the door, Carrie. Yeah. Of your own own place. (laughs) And we opened up that dang box. And I couldn't believe when that old mattress popped out of there. It's nice and firm. If you're looking for a firm mattress, I think it's nice and firm. It's memory foam, of course. That's what it's so known for. And not only does the Casper brand mattress have supportive memory foam, it has multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Finally, someone is making combined multiple supportive memory foams. Everyone kept just doing that one dumb memory foam, and I'm like, I want multiple. And when your mom is like, I want to see a quarter bounce off of this mattress, Mm -hmm. you've got it right there. You've got just the right amount of bounce. Exactly. And you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. That's over three months. You can try it out. Just try it. See if you like it. Yeah, find out if it's the right fit for you. And if not, you send it back. You send it back. What's in it to lose vis-a-vis you? Win-win. So start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash oh no. O-H-N-O. And using the promo code oh no. O-H-N-O, at checkout. All right, so you and I are sitting there. We're having lunch together. We're talking about hemolucent because I care. You just got to hear this. this the things that, that this man told me. You won't believe what comes out of his face. And then I say, oh, there he is. That's Abram right there. So he comes and he sits down next to us. Oh, hello. Oh, yeah, hi. Yeah, uh, oh, sure, of course. Join us, yes. Yeah, he was getting a very big salad. And uh, and you said, oh, uh, Carrie, this is Abram. He did the talk about hemolucent. Right. And, and I was uh, just telling Carrie about yeah, it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So I just jump right to the cancer question. First question right <laughs> off the bat. So uh, what about cancer? Does he's, that do anything for cancer? I'm sure he's thinking, are you two related? <laughs> yeah. What's your deal with do, cancer? You, are you like cancer buddies? What's going on <laughs> exactly. here? Exactly. He says, oh, well, can't make any claims. He said, we make no claims about cancer, but people with cancer have gotten it and recovered. Mm-hmm. Mm, Same okay. story. Okay. And then, you know, like I'm kind of speaking to him, asking him to reiterate certain things that he told me, but also knowing like, you got to hear this, guy. Right. So I was like, but you were saying that one claim you can make is that it doesn't do any harm. Like, He's like, oh, that's right. Uh-huh. And then I'm seeing, because Carrie at first, when I was telling her about hemolucent, she's like, okay, well, I mean, how, how did they say that? And she's uh-huh. trying to give them the benefit of the doubt and saying, I'm sure it wasn't that. Oh, I don't know if I said that. Quack. But but you were trying to uh, make afford sure I that, got it. Yeah, yeah, maybe I was being a little too harsh on them. But then <laughs> we clarified very quickly. Nope, nope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. It's, it's right to be harsh with this. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, but uh, I did grow to like him a lot more very quickly when we were just talking to him as another person. Yes. He was pretty likable. He did pretty quickly, though, make a left turn from which we did not totally recover where he let us know that he doesn't believe in evolution. (laughs) Right. Yes, that came up. 
So I don't even know how this came up, but just suddenly he was like, well, you know, that's the problem with evolution. And we're like, okay, just, hang on. Yeah, offhandedly at some point. Hold everything. Put that salad down. I have things to talk with you about. Right. So he immediately goes into a talking point he's clearly heard, which is that blood coagulation wouldn't work if you changed just one tiny thing about it. All these genes work together to make your blood coagulate. Isn't that interesting? Oh, like uh, irreducible complexity. He's like, oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, you've heard of this. Right. Michael Behe's bad idea. (laughs) So his case was, well, if you take a gene away from the blood coagulation system, then now you've just got whatever it is, 11 genes working together and not the 12th one. What's even the purpose of them all working together? And I said, well, I think we tend to think in terms of how we now need our blood to coagulate. But, you know, way back when it was our ancestors, they just got something beneficial. Maybe not necessary, but something beneficial from these genes working together. Right. And then eventually out pops us who need all those genes to work together to coagulate. The and question, he said, hang on, hang on, hang on. Walk me through that again. <laughs> the question is always like, oh, well, what good is half of an eye or right. something like that? Well, as many people who wear glasses can tell you, it's better to be able to see something than to be completely blind. Mm-hmm. And it's better to see, you know, the difference between light and dark than to yeah. have no visual reception. Right. Uh, and that, some fish, like in dark caves, they basically just have a light-sensitive patch. Right. It's kind of half an eye, you might say. And with his example of blood coagulation, scientists have responded to all of these potential examples of irreducible complexity, mm-hmm. made famous in Michael Behe's Darwin's Black Box, and found not only like all the stepwise directions that could lead to a complex system like that, but also found their historical analogs and said, oh, okay, we can look at creatures, uh, you know, who have a lesser version of this. So not an argument, but he had just heard that. Julia Sweeney has the best response to this because she talks about it in her one woman show and how her boyfriend tried to tell her, well, you know, you, you can't use half an eye. And now she was like, oh, my God, that's so true. That's how we know there's a designer. You can't have half an eye. And then she pauses and she says, I started looking into eyes. <laughs> it turns out you can use half an eye. It's about half as good. <laughs> I love Julia Sweeney. Yeah. Letting go of God is one of the greatest uh, deconversion stories. Yeah, it's really good. Highly recommend watching that. Anyway, so we spent several minutes trying to educate someone who is promoting a supposedly scientific product so much about science. how evolution in fact did happen. Oh yeah, and then he was saying, "Oh, but there aren't many fossils." Like, "Oh, oh but there are." Oh, buddy. There's so many fossils. Buddy. There. Yeah, he so, mentioned missing links a few times. Right, and so we're talking about how fossils are formed and how they should be rare because all of those molecules and elements get used in other bodies and we're Our bodies are made up out of previous creatures, Mm -hmm. but we still do have abundant records in the air. So we're we're explaining that and how, you know, if you saw the the security camera footage of someone robbing a liquor store, but you only see them entering and you then see them holding up the gun to the guy and then you see him with a big sack with a, like a money sign on it and then you see him walking out. You wouldn't say, you wouldn't oh, say a like, few frames are missing. We yeah, don't have the whole picture here. Right, exactly. Yeah. So uh, so he was, he was receptive to it. We were having a good conversation, but... But then he said, well, I think it's more like if one guy goes in and he holds up a gun... And uh, and then the next frame is some other guy leaving. 
What does he think actually happened like, in history? No, that's not. Mm -mm. Yeah, I think he thinks that it's like we have some fossils of gorillas and we have some fossils of humans and we're just like pretty sure that somewhere in there they were intermingled. He was recommending to us this book that he had read recently called Human by Design. Yes. From by Evolution by Chance to Transformation by, by Choice mm. by Greg Braden. Yeah. So I said, and uh, who is Greg Braden? Is he a scientist? And he said, well, he's, he's like an, an engineer, engineer and a thought leader. Uh-huh. Oh, a thought leader. Very so one, one of the thoughts he's led with is that in 2012, the magnetic polarity of the Earth will flip. Oh, no. He's one of those guys? Yeah, but the he was wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. So that tells you a bit about his qualifications. Yeah, he's written about a lot of different things that he has no specialty in. Cool. And been wrong about many of them. He sounds great. So we recommended Your Inner Fish. By Neil Shubin. Yeah, that's a great book. And I also recommended The Greatest Show on Earth by mm -hmm. Richard Dawkins. Mm -hmm. And we said these are good ways to learn about evolutionary science. Yep, yep. And so he wanted us to read... That other book, so I put it on my to-read list. He also recommended that I watch Heal by Kelly Noonan Gores, which I did look up, and it looks like it's just basically about how disease can all be cured through, you know, natural medicine type means. And hemolucent. And hemolucent, exactly. Uh, he told us he'd only been working for them for a matter like of months. Two months, I think. Yeah, so he was Not pretty long. new to this and learning the ropes. This would be a constant refrain, though. Because I talked yeah. to a few staff members who had only been there a little while. I mean, it's a newish place. I'm not saying it's cause for alarm or something. Yeah, but. like two to three years old. But it does sound a bit like a revolving door. A lot mm -hmm. of people could be. come in and go. Or the staff could just be continually expanding. Right. Or, you know, people come stay in Costa Rica for a while and work and then and volunteer. go somewhere else. There was one woman who we met earlier. She's the one who walked me to my room. Uh, Carla. And Carla had only been there about a month, and she said she came to Rhythmia as um, a visitor and really loved it and then went home to the States, and she found herself just really not sure what to do with her life, and she had lost a job, and she thought, you know what? I'll go back there, and I'll live on the property, and I'll make very little money. I'll just basically volunteer. I'll give them my time until I can't anymore, and so... She had been there doing that for a okay. month. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Well, that's fascinating, Carrie. Thank you. But did you know that you can upgrade your nightly routine with Brooklinen? I don't know that I can because I already have Brooklinen sheets. And so uh, nothing could improve my sleeping experience because they're that good. And dedicated to helping you feel more well-rested every day. Exactly. Brooklinen believes in beautiful home essentials without all those unnecessary markups and fees. Because, you know, uh, when I went and buy sheets... I don't want to be paying for uh -huh. some middleman bullshit. Oh, sure. I just want to be paying for those gosh darn sheets. Well, if you had to guess, like, how many five-star reviews would you think they have? Brooklinen? Yeah. Oh, God. At least 12,000. Over 12,000. And they offer sheets in a bunch of different colors, a bunch of different patterns. You can mix and match. Maybe you want to do that thing where you have striped sheets, but polka dot pillowcases. Yeah. That's cool. They get you. It's pretty fun uh, to sit with your significant other and uh, talk about uh, what colors do we want to sleep on. Exactly. And maybe you want to match your chakras, for example. You can do that. So if you're looking at your sheets and you're thinking, yeah, these have been nice. They have served me well. But you know what? I could use some new sheets. It's time for new sheets. 
These are nice. They're silky, but they're not too silky. Yeah. They're sturdy. I also sleep in Brooklyn and Sheets, and they are fantastic. My wife and I both like them. Uh, they're really a nice stop between soft and having a good shape to them. Because sometimes you can mm-hmm. go too soft, and they're like, blah, 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 right. like a tent on you. Right. But these are a nice in-between spot. Yeah, absolutely. So Brooklyn.com has an exclusive offer for our listeners. That's you. You can get $20 off and free shipping when you use our promo code. Ono, O-H-N-O, at brooklinen.com. And that's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. They are so confident that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. Good grief. So the best way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use the promo code Ono, O-H-N-O, at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code, oh no! Terms and conditions apply. So you and I headed back to one of our rooms to record yes! an episode of this podcast because mm-hmm. we thought, oh, well, before I go into my next ayahuasca ceremony, I'd like to capture my fresh remembrance of what happened last night totally so i don't mix it with my other experiences later on so that was a good idea yeah it was a good idea and it was a good episode we did a good good job wish you could have heard it yep because we don't have it and it's we'll in explain Costa Rica. it later but yes it's uh it's on an sd card if you find yourselves at rhythmia please look for it but then i had an appointment it was time for me to go get my own Dead Sea cleanse. Yes, which means you get to implement my advice. Yeah, you'd already disabused me of my lovely mental images from, the, like in their promo video, they mentioned the Dead Sea cleanse and you see this lovely footage of the side of a, a lake and water gently lapping against the shore. Oh, how nice. Yeah, that... yeah no, you'll be sticking a straw up your butt, <laughs> filling your colon with water. And then pooping all over yourself. So I'd done this before for our colon cleanse episode or colon hydrotherapy. And master cleanse episode. So uh, I was an old hand at this. So I walked in and they showed me to my tiny little room. There's a nice little salt candle in the corner. It's playing music. Not the candle, but the, the room was playing music. There was a little like CD player or something. Did just, you notice the distinct smell in there? You know, I actually didn't. It didn't oh. I, I didn't smell any uh, fecal matter. When I was in there, Excrement. it smelled like a combination of poop, coconut oil, lots of coconut oil, and incense. And it was like this very specific little recipe of gross. Yeah, I was kind of waiting for that. And it, it didn't uh, smell that bad to me. But yeah, there was a coconut oil there. The woman showed me in, told me to take off my things. And really, I think just assumed I would figure out how this all works. She didn't explain it more than that. But she, Oh. Yeah, it was just, you know, it hit this little buzzer on the side when you're ready for me to come in. So I think she just kind of figured I would know what to do. Huh. That's crazy. They definitely told me. Yeah, it, it just wasn't in any details. Huh. Here you go. Here's all your stuff. So I, I cozied up to this thing, and I didn't even use the coconut oil. Yeah, okay, Ross. Why? I don't know. I thought, <laughs> Personal well, pride. let's see if it works, and uh, if it doesn't, I'll use me some coconut oil. Did it hurt? No, not really. Oh, that's good. I used it in, and it's weird. You get to a certain point where you're just not sure. You don't have very good sensation down there of... 
how far something has gone in. Yeah. So what I did was she said three inches. So I just put my fingers at three inches and then waited until I felt my fingers against my rectum. Hello, everybody. (laughs) So after your warning, I just wanted to get as close as I could to this thing. So I just kept sort of you know, sidling down as far You're as you're doing I a little shimmering could. motion. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so finally I thought, okay, feels like I'm pretty close to the shoot here. Mm-hmm. And uh, shoot. yeah, so I, I think I must've inserted it quite a bit more than three inches. Uh, but there I was. That's good. That's what I would do if I did it a second time. Yeah. And uh, so I was all situated, got the towel over my knees, covering my junk and uh, hit the button. So she came in, started the water for me and, uh, yeah, you know, just kept getting filled up with water and then Poop pooping it, out. it right out. And Poop that shit out. I do recall the sensation from the first time I did this that you constantly feel like you're about to poop out the straw. Yes. It's like, oh, is it still in there? Is it still in there? No, nope, yes. nope, still in there. <sighs> because you are kind of like you're pooping and your sphincter is pushing down and the straw moves. Right. So you're like, okay, I've finally done it. I've moved it all the way out, but you never have. Yeah. So because as soon as you let go, your sphincter sucks it back up in and you're right back where you began. Uh, interesting. Uh, so just, you know, rinse and repeat. Did that for a long time. But yeah, I got to say it wasn't too bad. Good, um, good. So like I know what's happening. I know the process. So went on for 40 minutes. Then they came in to check on me after a brief knock and said, okay, you ready for your chlorophyll? And then they fill up. Uh, there's a little like IV bag up above. And so they fill it with this green mixture. Right. And it leads peppermint. To- stuff. Yeah, and they change the direction of this tube. So it comes down to this tube where the water's been coming down from. They meet at a little Y junction. So she does something to say, okay, instead of it coming from the water side, now it's going to come from the green bag side. So it lets all this chlorophyll into me that's supposed to clean me out and mm-hmm. make me more like a plant. Mm-hmm. And uh, now you have mint in your butt. Yeah, maybe I'm a maybe I'm photosynthetic now. I oh, don't know. Probably. So she says for this one, we're going to let it go all the way in and hold on to it for a minute and then push all that out and then you can wash yourself off. Mm-hmm. Here's a, your little your little hose for that and then you're all done. So she left me alone. I held the uh, green stuff in my butt for a minute then squished it all out and washed off and uh, I didn't have any floating poop fragments. I can't believe it. Oh, mine wasn't even floating. It was just towers of feces. Oh just, my God, that's yeah, awful. Yeah, no, it was. Ugh. It's like the poop emoji, but just everywhere. Just a little kingdom. It was a kingdom of feces just surrounding me. As I was coming in, there was another guy who was there uh, for his first time. I saw him later and he's like, oh, that was awful. Yeah. That's so gross. That's like what everyone's take was. So while you were in there, I was waiting outside for you. So this one woman came up who I had met before. We're going to call her Rosemary after Rosemary, oh, the Rose actress who just Marie, passed away. I love you. Yes, also that. The, and uh, From the Jeanette McDonald and Nelson Eddy film that I was forced to watch at gunpoint as a child. Didn't you also tell us that SRF reused that song as oh. a hymn? Uh, it was a different oh, okay. different Jeanette McDonald and Nelson Eddy film, but a good memory. Thank you. Oh, sweet mystery of life, at last I found you. Okay, I've you. heard that one. That was that one. Very good. 
So Rosemarie came up and she, I forget whether she had just had her cleanse or she was going in for her cleanse, but she was like, oh, I hate these cleanses. Oh, they're so bad. Yeah, everyone like, we talked know, to about it was totally yeah. down in the mouth about having oh, to do it. So bad. So oh, she, I take that back. There were a few people who were like, I love the cleanses. Yeah. And we're like, few you're and far weird. Between. <laughs> so Rosemarie and I sat outside waiting and I talked to her for a little bit and I asked her, what she was here for you know was there something she was trying to heal on or... this planet no no at rhythmia oh and she said well yeah actually i'm trying to deal with like some trauma some depression some anxiety and i said oh okay you know uh, i'm not doing the plant medicine because i take an anti-anxiety medicine and she said oh i did too i went off my ssris to do this trip oh wow and uh and i was like oh man did you ask her how long she'd been off i think she said a month yeah oh wow yeah while she was on the ayahuasca, she said it was like really terrible. It was really fearful and scary and negative. And she said, but I did see a black cat. I'm like, oh. oh, okay. All right. Good, good, good. Yeah. So then you came out and your experience was fine. Yeah. But you said like your tips helped a lot getting that that tube up my butt made all sure. the difference. So phew. I could have signed up for another one of the three that we were offered, but didn't particularly fill the yeah. need. Yeah, we could have gotten three each. I'm all cleansed, man. I'm yeah, cleansed. Yeah, I'm all right. Especially since, I mean, I think it kind of makes sense to do it for the people who are doing the plant medicine so you don't shit yourself that night. There's just less in you. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm not, I don't need it, you know? Though I'm not doing the plant medicine. It does leave you a little runny later on. Oh, interesting. I didn't little know that, but okay. Runny. Yeah, I, I got back to my room and- had to go straight to the pot and, oh, there's oh. some more chlorophyll. Oh, okay. It was waiting in there. <laughs> so then we also talked to an Australian woman. So she said something about Trump, and and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, we hate him. And Rosemarie kind of heard that and was like, yeah, yeah, he's terrible. And then I think the Australian woman, like, kind of came to his defense. Oh. Which is, like, kind of a weird flipping the script. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was uh, not tuned in any of this. Oh, Okay. Well, uh, the Australian woman said that she had had a nada. She took the medicine and went right to sleep. Okay. And uh, but then she said she said then she woke up and she was just totally sober. And it was only an hour or two after the first drink, and she was like, "This doesn't affect me at all. Can I go to my room and get my cigarettes?" And they were like, "No, you cannot leave." Oh wow! She's like, "I'm totally sober. I'm completely sober." Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There were a few smokers at this. Yeah. Uh huh. And I was talking to one guy that we met. A uh, really sweet guy, and he he was saying how it just really surprised him that there were so many people smoking here. Yeah, it just seemed well, kind of count- very cleansing. <laughs> That's right. We all know it's a protector. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it just seemed strange for the environment that they didn't even prohibit it because they did alcohol. But yeah, all throughout the day, we were talking to other people, getting their stories, and again, it was comforting to me to know that some of them were also a bit timid because mm-hmm. yeah, I was worried now. The first night I wasn't worried going in. Second night, yeah, I'm kind of concerned now because I just remember the depths of the experience before. I thought, ugh, I don't know if I'm ready to do this again just now, but okay. Yeah, so the next thing you're going to do is go off to your plant medicine ceremony. But for me, I get dinner. Oh, that's oh, that's right. Lucky you. Because <laughs> you guys can't eat after 2 p.m. Yeah, if you're doing the plant medicine. I've last eaten at 1.30. Right, because they want you to have less to throw up presumably. Mm-hmm. 
So I went and I read To Kill a Mockingbird on a hammock, and then I went to dinner, and it turns out, this is Rhythmia's little secret, at dinner, since there's so few of us, you get a little pre-fee where they have like a several course entree. Wow, so not a buffet this time. No, and it was so good. So it's a vegan quesadilla, guacamole, pico de gallo, cabbage slaw, celery soup, and two vegan chocolate chip cookies. Nice. It was really, really good. And it was mostly me and staff, but there were a couple other visitors who, for whatever reason, weren't doing the plant medicine. I met the speaker who was giving the relationship talks. Oh, yeah. And I also met this this really sweet woman who was there because her boyfriend really wanted to come. But she didn't want to do the plant medicine at all because she has a daughter back home. Oh, right. Uh, from a previous marriage. And she said, my ex-husband just does everything to try to get custody away from me. And I don't want to give him any tinder to light. So I just keep my whole life super squeaky clean. Uh, so, you know, I'm here to support my boyfriend. And and she said, but you know what? I don't need a miracle. My daughter's the miracle. Aww. So Aww, that's sweet. so sweet. So then I walked by the ceremony and I saw you in line. Oh, yeah. And I took a pic. And we'll tell you all about that story in our next episode because we have regaled you with so many stories this time. So look forward to that in Rhythmia Part 5. Yes, Rhythmia Part 5. It'll be very good. Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. This episode is edited by Victor Figueroa. Our administrative manager and friend is Ian Kramer. You can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate, D-O-N-A-T-E. And you can support us by telling a friend, by leaving a positive review on iTunes or Stitcher, your podcast catcher of choice, all kinds of ways to support us. You can also join our Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash ONRAC, O-N-R-A-C. Join the discussion, see some pics, see some vids. We share articles, all mm-hmm. kinds of things happen in there. You can also find us on Twitter at Oh No Podcast. By the way, that's like news articles, not like the and an. Oh, we use those. That's true. You're we right. definitely use I articles. I avoid all articles in my speech. I, I could see Carrie like working so hard <laughs> to analyze as she was speaking for that. to make sure there are no a ands or thes. Correct. (laughs) I did. And remember. My name is Foster Gamble, and I have spent nearly a lifetime trying to figure out what happened that could account for the staggering agony and deprivation on this planet. I set out on a journey seeking to answer questions like, Is it even possible for humans to thrive? I found a code, a pattern in nature that's been embedded in arts and icons throughout the centuries. Yes, there have been crashed craft and bodies recovered. But who do you tell that you were involved in a UFO incident without them looking at you like you ain't wrapped too tight? It's not etched into the rock, it's not carved, it's burned into the atomic structure in some extraordinary way. 
I believe that they're giving us a model for accessing energy in a clean, safe, limitless way that could completely revolutionize the way all people live. Right here in this toroid, we have enough energy to transform the entire Earth. And that's not just a theoretical statement, it's literally true. The energy is extracted from the fabric of the space around us, which means it cannot be metered. That is a direct threat to the single largest industry in the world. Energy. Thrive. What on Earth will it take? Be a part of the conversation. Be a part of the solution. Ben, we've been accused of so many things over the course of making The Greatest Generation, the Star Trek podcast, that we're a little bit embarrassed to be making. The embarrassment lies squarely on us, and you can listen anonymously and safely. Would you like to meet up for some anonymous podcast listening? This is a podcast you definitely won't want your parents to find on your phone when you pass away suddenly. (laughs) (laughs) Discovered by an innocent hotel maid. They'll make up something else at your funeral. Something more tasteful, like you were listening to Bullseye. We, of course, have permanently shamed ourselves by making this podcast and putting our real names on it, but you don't have to. It's a regret we feel several times a week. Subscribe and delete The Greatest Generation, a Star Trek podcast. Yes, we are actually making a Star Trek podcast. We should submit that one. (laughs) MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.